The thunderous pounding shook the ground as the barbarian tribe danced and shouted. Orange flickers of fire illuminated the boy's painted body as he tore into a turkey leg. The intricate swirls depicted a bear on his chest. Men a good two feet taller than him clapped him on the shoulder, congratulating him. There was music and dancing and fire and food. Little Bear belonged here. As the fire died down and the dancing halted, the chieftess tussled his hair, then wrapped him in a tight hug. Little Bear blushed, for while he had long outgrown his childhood crush on this beautiful woman, he still had a soft spot for her in his heart. It was time to go. He knew it. He allowed her to fuss over him, then wrap him in a big hug once again before departing. After all, they both knew it wasn't so much of a goodbye as a see you soon. Little Bear slung his pack on his back and started down the road. He met up with a small red kobold under the shade of a great structure, a dozen creatively paid-for chocolates in his pocket. The oil lamps left the undercity coated in a thin, greasy film of soot. She held up her wrist, which displayed a bracelet with several beads on it. It was her treasure, and why he was in this terrible city. After all, she was family, and it's not every day someone gets their five years sober bead from Grog Anonymous. The two chatted pleasantly. Once they arrived, he carefully drew a chalk circle, opening the door to her home. A great dragon side-eyed the wizard's trickster child while hundreds of little red lizard-like creatures ran to and fro. The boy knew many here and always enjoyed his visits, but his journey was not over. Next was a place he hated. The house looked dilapidated from the outside but the boy knew it was all a front. A crisply dressed gnome squeezed his hand a bit too tightly, but now the boy could squeeze right back. While Sue outgrew this man by the age of seven, for some reason he always felt small, and the man puffing on a cigar always felt impossibly large. The gnome gave him a letter that smelled of cologne, which he shoved in his pack and turned to leave. He resisted the urge to open it and read its contents. But as much as he might not like it, this man was once family. And if nothing else, he respected that. He couldn't see it, but the business gnome beamed with pride as Sue left. Thunder Rocket kept to the woods instead of passing through a small town. He had no family here that he wanted to see, and his contact agreed to meet him in the woods. The learned vampire approached with another letter and some strange mushrooms. Here the youth stood a little taller. Here was where he acquired his first true name. The next stop was a place he knew well. Two small children ran at him and tackled the brave boy to the ground, while their older sister smiled and watched from the doorway. Their mother, a woman with subtle bird-like features, welcomed him in. She served dinner 
on plates with a spiderweb pattern, and he sat at their table gesturing and telling stories of great heroics. He'd often glance at the oldest sister in an attempt to gauge whether his stories impressed her or not. But the adolescent adventurer hadn't learned everything from his teachers. Not yet. And the young woman remained a mystery. Knowing he needed to report in, the human hero left reluctantly and traveled to a towering school where a worn woman chatted pleasantly with a great warrior, a half-elf who wore glasses, no shirt, and hair spiked up to the sky. He carried a huge sword strapped to his back. The boy passed the woman the letter from the vampire, who checked it sternly before handing him his payment. With his check-in done, the two heroes departed. They walked without speaking, for they already knew each other's story, and neither of them felt uncomfortable in the silence. A little pocket-dress-clad gnome sipped her cup of tea. She looked up at the dusty path leading up to her mushroom-adorned tower and waited. Finally, two figures on the horizon popped into view. Tears filled her eyes as she stood up and sprinted to them. The two waywockets collided. The boy gave a long, annoyed sigh, letting his hands hang limp at his side in rebellion. The older hero gave him a stern, be nice, look, and the youth hugged her back. My boy! Welcome home, TR! I was so worried. He smirked, because at 17 years old, full-blown smiling was too dorky. She shouldn't worry about him so much. After all, he had a much more impressive collection of names than she did at his age. His eccentric professor had told him as much. They all gathered as she fretted and tried to get them to sample new concoctions. He recounted his journey one more time and gave her the scented letter and strange mushrooms as he settled in. He relaxed. Arcane trickster, little bear, Sue Thunder Rocket, Waywocket, the brave full human hero, was finally home.